0: Welcome to Radioactive Magazine. We will be talking with attorney and University of Kansas professor of the practice Carl Brooks, as he shares his concerns about the possible, about possible legislative attacks on the independent judiciary, city government, and our reliance on China, childhood vaccines and immunizations in Jefferson City and Topeka of this coming year, 2024. Carl previously served as a state senator in Idaho and was later appointed by President Obama as the administrator of Region 7 of the Environmental Protection Agency headquartered in Lenexa, Kansas. I think of it as MINK, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, and Kansas, plus American Indian reservations in those states. Carl spoke to us on Radioactive Magazine two months ago, October 31, about dysfunctions with no speaker in the U.S. House brief description of that episode with a podcast is available at kkfi.org. Select News and Public Affairs, then Radioactive Magazine, then scroll down until you find October 31. Carl, please add anything else you'd like to that brief introduction. I'm not hearing you. Are you are you muted, Carl? We're not hearing you. Um. Well. Can you turn the computer? No, I can't, but I can turn, you know, I can turn, um, let me, let's just, we'll try this. Let me, let's just, let's just use the microphone out of the computer. I'll turn the, I'll turn the sound on in my computer and, um, um, come on. <laughs> Uh, Where's the sound? I had it. Sound. Here we go. Okay. okay. Can can you hear me? You hear me? Okay. okay. Go ahead. Go gr- ahead. Speak, speak Carl. Carl.
1: Sure, Spencer. Uh, the one thing I learned about legislatures is they can be pretty unpredictable. Uh, the ones in Kansas, Missouri, there's. You know, nearly 600 members of the legislature. They're in town in Topeka and Jeff City for nearly four months. A lot of things can happen during those four months. But there are some reasonably confident guesswork we can do about things happening in Missouri and Kansas that we might want to talk about tonight. Okay.
0: okay. Um, let's, um, um, let's try this. Okay. So go ahead. That's right. Okay. So now so your your topic seemed more suitable to Halloween than the day after Christmas. So what are you most afraid might happen this coming year in Jefferson City and Topeka? Are you are you getting the sound? Okay. I'm not but not from Carl. No. Oh, what do we do here? Let me unplug, unplug this. this. Yes, yes, yes. So turn off this turn off this turn off mic. This, yes, yes. So we're still having trouble. Um, that's very strange. And we tried this before. Think. Okay, hold on. I turned off Universal. All right, turn turn on Universal now. Uh, turn on Universal, and you should from Universal you should be able to get Carl. Carl, go ahead. We're still not hearing him. You can get him through the computer just put the microphone up to the computer. Yeah, but the problem, is, yes. the problem is that, 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 we, that I, then we, we get feedback, feedback when I'm speaking. if
1: I turn off. I think if I
0: turn this off. Now, yeah. But if,
1: but if, it, if he, he speaks, speaks it, to, you, you need him to pick. Okay.
0: Okay. 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 So it's I don't know I, uh, uh, what's the what's the number for Carl to call in or, or can you call Carl Carl what's your phone number I'll get your I'll get phone number
1: seven eight five 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 zero two three zero two 785
0: Copy that. Why don't you keep talking? Okay, so, yeah. So I will turn off this. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so I know that he talked about the Republican supermajorities uh, talking about um problems one of the things one of the things we talked about before Roe came on the air was uh, um different states uh passing legislation to encourage to uh, make it easier for parents not to get their children vaccinated and that uh, that lived, led to an outbreak of measles in idaho and it frankly threatens the public health of everyone not just even people who are vaccinated because vaccinate vaccines are never perfect so they work because 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 uh they reduce the transmissibility of people uh, of diseases and i guess carl's on the line now are you on the line carl
1: spencer i can hear you
0: okay good so um but I'll I'll just finish that thought. I've I've actually got a paper published in, um, a wee, year ago last March in Real World Economics Review on the economics of infectious diseases that basically says that we should have we should tax everyone. We should re- require everyone to carry liability insurance similar to liability insurance for for driving an automobile, um, and if you. Don't want to get your children. Va- if you don't get vaccinated and you don't vaccinate your children, you increase the risk for for everyone else, and you need to pay more for uh, insurance. So, um, Carl, let's uh, let's talk about what what's the most important issue you wanna, you you want to share with our our listeners now.
1: Well, Spencer, you know, on that topic of school age immunizations and vaccinations, sure. I'd expect to see this session. Bills introduced making it easier for families to opt out, uh, making it easier for people to decline to have their kids immunized and vaccinated. You know, it's necessary to get almost 95 to 97 percent of school-age kids immunized or vaccinated so the rest of us and them are all protected. Anytime we make it easier to get out of those, we raise the risk that our kids are going to get uh, some of those childhood diseases we've worked for nearly 100 years to eliminate. There's already two bills pre-filed in the Missouri legislature that would make it uh, harder to immunize kids and easier for parents to opt out. And in some cases, easier for parents to sue uh, employers who ask that they themselves get immunized or vaccinated. So that seems to me not a good direction for public health.
0: So is there, is there anything we can do to the media? Because it seems to me that this is, this is a symptom of a dysfunctional media system. Is there, what do you know about things we can do to the media to reduce these dysfunctions?
1: Everybody who reads a news site or reads a newspaper or listens to public affairs programming like this or any other radio station or streaming service can ask those stations and those media outlets to cover the legislatures even closer to Mm -hmm. uh, include uh, specialists on public health and medical science and science generally. Uh, I think if we push media, they will focus on legislatures. You know, legislatures are really the place that write the key rules for how public health is done in our two states, in Missouri and Kansas, Uh, same around the country. So what happens in Topeka and Jefferson City has statewide impacts in both of those states, and that's really where the action is going to be on something like public health.
0: Threatens the public health of every, threatens the health of everybody in the in the, in the states. Right in the in the U.S. entirely, even if, even if you're not in a state that that um, does away with uh, vaccine requirements, right? Because because diseases don't uh, easily travel state uh, state boundaries, right?
1: Sure. Last time I looked, people can travel. So somebody who's unvaccinated or not immunized in Kansas can end up in Colorado, Utah, and carry those diseases with them. Uh, My own home state of Idaho recently had a measles outbreak. I mean, measles was something we thought we knocked down almost completely. More than probably back when I was in grade school, fifty some years ago, we thought we dealt with that. Um, So yeah, these are worrisome trends. it's possible that they won't become law after the legislatures are finished. In Kansas, there is a Democratic governor who has a pretty strong public health orientation. I'm not nearly as confident about Missouri.
0: Yeah, my, uh, you'll forgive me for uh, carrying on about the article I wrote, uh, got published in uh, Real World Economics Review uh, a year ago last March, but we cited a couple of studies that estimated the total cost to society – of somebody who was not vaccinated, right, from an outbreak of disease. Okay, I can't quote those off to, off, off the top of my head, but there's that citation. So what are, what are, your, what are you concerned about the legislatures trying to do to city government?
1: You know, the the trend that we've seen really all over the country, and I suspect we'll keep seeing it in Kansas and Missouri, is legislatures taking powers away from city governments to do things that folks in those cities need to have done. Uh, the legislature basically preempts local governments and says, yeah, you can't legislate about that. You can't make decisions that benefit residents of your city about that topic. A couple of those have included firearms legislation. There's also legislation that showed up last year in Kansas. I expect to see it again that would prohibit Kansas cities from regulating plastic containers or regulating plastic grocery bags. You know, a lot of good ideas start at the local government level. Uh, we used to think that conservatives favored local local government and local decision-making. These are examples of legislatures taking away powers from our local governments. So those are those are a couple that concern me for sure.
0: One one of that one example of that is local control of the Kansas City, Missouri police. Do you have a comment on that?
1: Well, yeah, both uh, Kansas City and St. Louis labor under a system that was put in place probably close to a century ago. Uh, Kansas City deserves to have a voice in how its policing is done. Uh, I know the governor has an opportunity to appoint somebody to the police board. Uh, the idea, though, that the legislature in Jefferson City made up of <laughs> about 80% of the people outside of Kansas City telling the city of Kansas City how to run its police department, how much money to spend, what to spend it on, seems a little bit absurd. That sort of seems like big government interference in local affairs to me.
0: Uh, indeed, so I think, I think, I think, if I'm, I may not be current, but I know that. I understand that St. Louis got local control back a few years ago, but the Missouri state legislature wanted to take it back away from them. So anyway, what about independence of the judiciary?
1: Yeah, that's one that should concern almost anybody who is glad that we live in a nation of laws, a state based on law, not on political power or partisan membership. Whenever you have, as we have in both Missouri and Kansas, Spencer, supermajorities who can write legislation and enact it into law without any real debate and give and take with the minority party, bad ideas crop up. And one of those bad ideas is cutting into the independence of our judges and our courts. Um, You know, in Missouri for really almost 80 years now, judges have been mostly selected on the basis of being smart lawyers, effective decision makers, not on what label is after their name on a November ballot. Um, there will likely be efforts to try to put politics into uh, the judiciary. It sort of comes in two forms. One is getting judges who agree with you, so you get sort of political judges. The other form is in getting, you might say, decisions that you agree with politically, which you might think of as uh, changing the decisions to match your your own party um, both Kansas and Missouri have had regular go-rounds between legislators and the judiciary. I think those of us who believe in fairness, equity, and justice ought to be in favor of independent courts and really worried when one party tries to stack the courts or to force them to make certain kinds of decisions. You know, it's, ba- it's certainly bad for the law, and it's also not necessarily constitutional in either of those states, but that doesn't seem to stop one party from trying to do that. That's
0: one of the issues that's, that they're dealing with in Israel this this current year. As a matter of fact, that 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 um, apparently Netanyahu, the prime minister, is in trouble with um, for allegedly giving too many uh, governmental favors to I don't know various people, including I think. Uh, the family of Sheldon Adelson, who uh, owns the number one uh, newspaper in, in Israel. Um, right. So, And he's trying to emasculate the independence, uh, destroy the independence of the ju- judiciary to protect himself from bribery um, prosecution.
1: Yeah, it's, it's worrisome. The courts are really the last foundation we have. They're sort of the last refuge for law to hold everybody accountable for following the law. If you have courts that are designed by political parties to end up with decisions that meet that party's own goals, I think you're on the way to losing a lot of the freedoms that we have enjoyed here in our part of the world for 200 years now. Um, You know, the founders, when they wrote the Constitution, made sure that the federal courts, at least, were independent and uh, were supposed to understand the law and apply the law, not take a public opinion poll or not campaign for votes before they made a decision. Um, We've We've done good work in Kansas and Missouri over the last 80, 90 years to make the courts less political and more independent. It would be a shame to lose that independence and lose that progress.
0: Yeah. Do you have any comments? There's a, There are legal challenges in Missouri on uh, Missouri's abortion restrictions on the grounds of freedom of religion. Do you have a comment on that?
1: Well, I guess I'd start by saying that uh, there is likely to be just baskets full of bills in both Jefferson City and Topeka dealing with the topic of abortion and equity in the law and fairness and dignity. Um, I'm pretty sure that you'll see a lot of that in Kansas. Uh, The topic of abortion seems to be a perennial one there for the Republican supermajority, partly because there is a Democratic governor in Kansas. Many of those ideas may not get as far as they might in Missouri. You know, the real action, as probably folks in Missouri know, is going to be on the idea of amending the Constitution. There's potential for a citizen-led constitutional amendment campaign in 24 in Missouri, um, leaving aside who should write the <laughs> the initiative petition, it's a pretty critical question for uh, voters in Missouri to take a look at. It's made a big difference in elections all over the country. I'm pretty sure that it probably would in Missouri. I'm, I'm guessing the legislature will want its hands in the middle of that.
0: Yeah, so last year the Kansas voters approved or, or I'm sorry, rejected pretty soundly um, a constitutional amendment um, that the Republicans called value them both. You want to talk about that?
1: I do. I think the main word there is surprise, Spencer. Uh, Kansans were, were surprised in spite of ourselves that the vote was so strong in favor of fairness and independence and giving women and their families the right to make those decisions and trying to keep politicians out of those real sensitive decisions. Well, Kansas led the way because at least a half a dozen other states over the last year have made the same kinds of votes on different types of constitutional amendments or initiatives, places as conservative as Kentucky, Montana, Wyoming, Ohio. Um, You know, I think in Missouri it would be a a hard-fought issue, but I'm pretty confident that the women in Missouri and those who agree that women and families should make those decisions would have the upper hand in a vote on a constitutional amendment there.
0: What do you know about women being sent to prison for having a miscarriage?
1: Uh, You know, I read the same news that probably shocks and horrifies most folks in this part of the country, Um, places like Texas and, uh, I believe, in another state to the east of us. Um, Ohio,
0: I think, and Oklahoma, yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, this is pretty clearly going to be the consequences of the Supreme Court's decision to overrule Roe versus Wade and throw this issue back into state legislatures and state courts. It's going to require not just women, but everybody who agrees in giving adults the chance to make their own independent decisions and treat women with the dignity and equality they deserve, it's going to be a serious issue. Uh, Missouri will probably be the next real battleground uh, on amending the Constitution there. But time and again, even in places that are seen as conservative, common sense people have said, we don't want politicians making decisions for us and for telling our doctors how to treat us.
0: We are talking with Carl Brooks about his concerns about potential actions by the state legislatures in Missouri and Kansas that might threaten the independence of the judiciary and public health, uh, and limit the authority of local governments to manage their own affairs. So, what are, what are we cover What are we talked about in the, in those? Or what are we not talked about in those areas that you want to talk about, Carl? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, one thing that uh, probably people should pay quite a bit of attention to is the idea that public education, public schooling, all the way from kindergarten through our state education, higher ed systems, it's really central to what we are as Kansans and Missourians. Uh, Both legislatures consist of large numbers of folks in one party, almost always, who are out to Cut away and erode at the foundation of public education. So you'll probably see uh, more efforts in both Missouri and Kansas to interfere with what happens in schools, to interfere with the lesson plans that uh, teachers and principals draw up. Uh, there's a bill out there uh, coming from the legislator in the Kansas City area that would dictate what teachers can and cannot teach about sensitive topics. I mean, this is a, a slippery slope. Once governments start uh, telling teachers what they cannot teach it's a pretty clear road to end up with governments telling them what they must teach and that means you know party politics affecting what our kids learn the thing that really concerns me though is just the general almost contempt that so many legislators have for a public school system you know I'm I'm a product of a public school system our kids are as well I teach at a public university I think our public education system has been the envy of the world now for 150 years. It's, it's something to be defended, not scorned and pitied.
0: Uh, or, or, uh, or emasculated, destroyed, right? No, I've – there's um, – my research, Stanford economics professor Eric Honischek has done research that says that, that kids with higher score, higher test scores um, – countries where the kids on average have higher scores on on um standardized international standardized tests of student achievement have faster rates of economic growth okay that and that we would we would have faster economic growth if we paid attention to what it actually took to get the kids in school and learning and instead of fighting over um these these um Issues of we know best, right? <laughs> people, people who know more than the scientists, right?
1: Spencer, I can tell you that when I served in the Idaho legislature for six years, really, um, the biggest job we had every single year was determining how to fund our K-12 and our higher education system. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are good, honest debates to have, but it was a focus point for both parties. Members of both parties would cooperate on that It's troubling to see that so many members of one party have chosen to attack public education. I suspect that they'll turn a lot of their fire this session on higher education. Uh, I think you'll see coming out of both Jefferson City and Topeka efforts to tell universities how to hire people, uh, how to consider professors for promotion, how to consider applicants for jobs. Um, that, That kind of interference with the role of the university is a... Like I say, slippery slope to a bad place.
0: In, in, indeed. So, um, so talk about the sunshine uh, legislation and uh, freedom of information in Kansas.
1: I will. Uh, Kansas has had one of the strongest open government sunshine laws now for well over 50 years. It's called the Kansas Open Records Act, CORA. Uh, CORA pretty much says, if you're a member of the public, you have a right to look at the papers and documents that people you pay with your tax dollars are considering when they make public decisions. So it's a good, solid, simple law. Almost every session, there are efforts to try to create new exceptions, to try to get certain kinds of records uh, outside of public access. Um, it almost seems to be an annual battle um kansas has a lot of exceptions missouri also has a lot of exceptions to a similar open government or sunshine law. i think pretty much anybody who who is a citizen or certainly anybody who works in news gathering should be in favor of sunshine and open government Uh, but there's always arguments that can be made often they're made by local governments that they need to have certain documents kept confidential um usually when you look at those arguments they're a little bit flimsy and they Sometimes there are covers for people doing wrong things with public money.
0: Yeah, I I believe you. So I heard – so I – next uh, – <clears throat> yeah. Next uh, next week I'm going to be talking with uh, um, Mark Mawson, who's the executive director of the Missouri Press Association, and he was talking to me about m- moves in Missouri to um, – to attack the the um, sunshine, Missouri Sun sunshine sunshine Law, like you were just talking about, and also to uh, to do away with the requirement that when real estate is sold at auction, uh, that it be in, uh, published in the local newspaper. Do you have a comment on that?
1: Well, anytime you're making something that's a valuable asset available to somebody, it's possible that there could be, uh, you know, unfair practices, favoritism. Uh, I don't know if I can call it corruption, but it can certainly lead to a, a worse bargain for the public, uh, a lower price for a certain kind of a public asset, and there's always the potential that there could be some finagling going on or somebody trying to do a deal for his brother-in-law or his <laughs> wife's cousin. I'd... I, I'd hate to see those kinds of sales become uh, more confidential. Um, whether they're in a newspaper or a website, people should know when a valuable asset's potentially available to go in a different direction, so the price can be fair and people can make a, you know, an informed decision about it's, it. It's
0: one example of the research I've seen on on the value of news. Uh, it says that. When the when local news declines, we've had problems with news deserts and ghost newspapers, and loss of um, content and local newspapers from sea to shining sea. Um, Fewer people run for uh, the voter participation goes down. Fewer people run for public office. They spend less to get elected, and the cost of government goes up. (laughs) Just and you're just we're just talking about one one example of that. I think we're about out of time, Carl. What um, Any final words for uh, our audience?
1: Well, what I would say is keep, keep watch on what those legislators are doing. Uh, you know, tune in regularly to programs like this. Look at your local newspaper and, and watch what your legislators say. You know, both of those sessions are long enough where legislators will often go back to their hometown, hold public meetings, send out newsletters, Go to a public meeting. You know, have a cup of coffee. Go to go to breakfast. Listen to what your legislators up to. Ask them good questions. Um, I know it's hard to get to Jeff City in Topeka if you live in one of the outlying parts of the state, but most of those sessions are now streamed live. Take a few minutes and watch a committee uh, debate a bill that's important, or call that hearing up when you come home from work. You know, be informed, stay active. You know the lobbyists are. They they camp out in the capitals in both. Both states make sure that ordinary citizens have their voice
0: too. That's great. We have been visiting with Carl Brooks about his concerns about potential actions by the state legislatures in Missouri and Kansas uh, that might threaten the independence of the judiciary and public health. Tune in and uh, the independence of uh, local government. Tune in next week to hear Mark Mawson, executive director of the Missouri Press Association, discuss local news in Missouri, including his concerns about legislation in Jefferson City. Um, he said there have, been, uh, there have been efforts for years to weaken Missouri's sun sunshine law, thereby making it easier for government bodies to give questionable favors to major campaign contributors in secret. There have been also efforts to abolish requirements to publish notices in local newspapers of forced sale of property on delinquent taxes. People who buy those kinds of properties prefer that fewer people know about them. I'm Spencer Graves. Craig LeBeau is at the controls. Thank you for listening.